Welcome to ChatGPT for Me podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping forward-thinking entrepreneurs get ahead of the AI-powered technology by learning tips, tricks, and expert secrets of ChatGPT so you can go from techno-optimist to high-tech hero. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcome to the podcast. On today's podcast, I have a good friend of mine, Martin Palu. He is the founder and CEO of Gamacan. He is the entrepreneur deeply rooted in the games industry and committed to fostering a new generation of game developers, originating from the village of over 400 people near Parnu, hopefully I said that right, in Estonia. Paolo has been in the helm of the Gamacon since the inception of 2015. The studio, known for its use of Unreal Engine technology, offers a portfolio of games while also acting as a hub of learning and development for aspiring game creators. Martin, it's a pleasure, brother. Glad you have him on the show. Hey, glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, super excited to wrap with you. Um, we have a, a little bit of history we can unpack as, as we go through this whole thing. Uh, but we originally I posted some things on AI. You reached to reached out to me, talk about AI. We had a chat about AI, and then you built some cool stuff with chat GPT and AI. Um, so I'd love to first kind of get just a little beat on you. Uh, if you can kind of give me just a, a little bit of your background and then and then yeah. how that ties into your interest with AI. That sound good? Uh, absolutely. So basically, I've always been the kind of guy that if something interests me, I dive deep, like I, I get lost in it for months, basically. So it, you know, started uh, in like 1994 with uh, NES knockoffs uh, called Famicons and the yellow cassettes we had here, like Eastern Europe uh, with, uh, you know, Super Mario Tank, Contra, so on. So it was my first huge passion. So I dove into it and throughout my life, I've had many passions. I've done like card magic. I'm a breaker. I have my own dance studio, uh, founded and co-founded like 10 companies now in 13 years. And uh, what I'm also passionate about is building teams and business development. And you know, when in November, these posts started uh, appearing everywhere about how people are using uh, ChatGPT, I was like, holy effing hell because in the journey of uh, you know founding and co-founding businesses i have this thing that like every two days i have a new business idea but i cannot execute all of them and now i was thinking like like if if i get this ai into my brain and like and not physically but really really understand how it works and start implementing it uh, i can do a lot more and you know by today I really feel like there is three of me, which is like absolutely amazing. Dude, I love that. One thing I think is really true is I'm seeing, I'm starting to see this divide, right? There's this thing, there's a separation in the two directions with this new technology coming out. And there's two ways. One way is, oh my God, this tech is so amazing. Now I don't have to work as hard. I can put in like one tenth of the effort and get somewhat of the same results. So now say students, school students, they're not necessarily working as hard. They're just asking ChatGPT to write them a report, ready, set, boom, they're done, yeah. right? So they're like, oh, how can I put in as little effort as possible just for people to think I'm working just as hard? That's one path. The other that's, path- uh, That's a good way to shoot your, shoot your own foot for the decade to come. 100%, man, but people do it. You know, we're naturally- I think naturally we try to save calories, right? That's why we, and in general, um, and it's just kind of how we do it. You know, some some people 
you know, save calories by doing as little work as possible. Other one plants seeds for the future so that they later on, they'll have a bounty to harvest from. Yep. And I think that's kind of what you're doing is using this AI to be more, not do less. Right. And that's what it yep. comes down to. And the people that I've seen that the real go-getters that have all these ideas and try to figure out how do I, how do I scale myself um, is the people that I love to, I love to work with and love to see, cause it's super exciting to, to see you, move so far so fast. I mean, just in the time that we talked, <laughs> the last time I heard from you, I was like, what happened? You did what? How quick? I was like, I love I have, I have three AI projects right now that I'm doing basically yeah. alone yeah. that would a year ago be three dedicated teams. And I'm doing this as a hobby next to CEO in Game Cam. Yeah. <laughs> it's mind blowing. Like every day I pinch myself, is this real life? Yeah. I love that, man. And what's amazing about that, yeah, is it allows you to have greater capacity to get more things done. So let's let's unpack just a little bit. Do you, do you want to talk about one of the projects, one of the hobbies that you got you got going on right now, and kind of talk about maybe a bit of the process? Yeah, I would. I would basically love to talk about what I currently call HR Master. Sure. So you know, I'm I'm a hardcore gamer. I still play two to three hours every night. It's almost midnight here. Once we wrap this up, I'm gonna go into Diablo Four. It just released, <laughs> and I've been waiting for it for so long. So you know, with that thing, you know, having game can, uh, I think in gamification, and. For like five years, I've been thinking that imagine if there was a HR platform that is like an RPG game. Like when instead of the usual onboarding, create your account, you actually create your character. And then uh, throughout the process, let's say you're five years in that company that uses that HR platform, you can get up to like 50 levels. You can earn soft currency, achievements, you get XP for different things. Then you can use that soft currency, for example, to get that extra day off and uh, you know there are 17 different skills you can upgrade so like in in video games skyrim runescape whatever you, you have your wood cutting you have your dual wielding of weapons like all those skills i have different skills like uh, uh, communication uh, problem solving teamwork uh, interpersonal to technical skills and then i was thinking like this is so complicated to actually pull this off because how do I measure it? And then ChatGPT said, duh, 360 performance reviews. And then we gamified those. And long story short, in about 15 hours with ChatGPT, I put together the whole product development document, 40 pages that otherwise I think would have taken me a month or two. And that was my first real experience, this reality check of, okay, there's a literal flip switch that's recently happened that's going to ripple through so many industries. And the divide you talked about, that's exactly what we're going to see as well. So at the end of the day, the t-shirt I want is that GPT isn't going to take your job. People who know how to use it are going to take your job. Hundred percent, man. Because at the end of the day, people want value, right? And I often like when I'm eating like a meal somewhere. Um, like right now, I'm doing some work in New Orleans um, on some AI and VR stuff. But I'm in New Orleans, right? And I'm eating some food, and I'm eating some food here. And there's these oysters, and there's these cantaloupes, and there's these different things. I'm like, man, all I got to do is pay a little bit of money, right? That maybe I worked X amount of time on, almost no time, 
But then someone had to go and get the oysters. Someone had to go plant the seeds. Someone had to go bring it to me. And they, they brought this yeah. all together. And all I got to do is just pay a little bit of money. And then I've got all this value, right? And, and back in the day, 100 years ago, it'd be eaten like a king. And so I feel like we're on a progression and we expect progress. And part of the things that we expect products, yeah. uh, progress is, is how do we expect progress and even in productivity, right? And so- mm -hmm. We're putting in time and effort. And even though there's only so much time in the day, 24 hours, how do we get more done in less time? And I think, especially as being an uh, uh, entrepreneur, a CEO, somebody who runs your own company, right? You're always trying to find a way, how do I make this be as efficient as possible? And you put two humans, one human yeah. that has chat GPT, and let's just say the internet, someone who doesn't have the internet and or chat GPT, how different is their level of productivity? Alien different, like alien <laughs> level different. Yeah, uh, you're, you're talking about productivity. Do you want to hear about my latest project that I started yeah. with ChatGPT? Yeah. So basically, our business partners, our investors are in Dubai. So I recently just got back from Dubai, second trip this year. It's amazing. I had over 30 meetings, met a lot of amazing people. And uh, I also did an AI workshop for them. So all the stakeholders and uh, basically it's a huge group. Uh, and Galaxy Racer is a part of the family. Then there's Wave Rider for the creative side. They're doing like comic books and uh, mangas and uh, animated series for the universe where our game is in. And after that uh, AI workshop that I had, I, you know, went to my hotel room, which was in the next building. I took a shower and I had another idea like I usually have in the shower. So I'm going to read a bit of what I wrote into ChatGPT with three uh, plugins. Craftful, uh, sure. there's an AI for that, and the flowchart one. So I asked, uh, I want to create a new AI tool. Uh, let's use all the plugins I have uh, applied. My company, Gamecan, is a part of the larger RT family slash consolidated group. Um, here's my idea. Imagine if we build an AI powered database with all the talent in the whole group, like let's say 350 people, have GPT-4 interview everyone for 10 minutes and have the most detailed actual skill set. Uh, and they use, uh, and then use relevant plugins to tap into that and potentially quadruple the speed of problem solving for niche challenges on the whole group level. And I had this, uh, example like uh, let's call it proxy so in example someone in galaxy racer asks hey proxy i've been trying to set up an active directory in microsoft business suite for 40 people in two different networks plus vpn for some reason x and y don't work even though i'm following all gu guidelines and then proxy replies happy to help you know from the 350 people across the rte family here are five people that can likely help Roman from Gamecan, he has operated an active directory for 400 people in Bernu Hospital and, and so on, so on, so on. And I want to make this so, so bad because I know, I know from my experience how someone uh, is going to do a task for 10 hours. And if the relevant person talks to them for five minutes, that goes down to like two hours. 100%, man. I learned that one, I love that idea. Um, one of the reasons is, is, you know, back in the day, I used to run a whole bunch of high tech hackathons, right? For a bunch of universities. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things ever is you'd have, you'd have these little communities, right? These little silos of, of yeah. 
coders programming things, right? But the best thing ever is when they'd start to float around in circles, right? And they'd start to yes. communicate and cross collaborate. And some guys like, oh, mm-hmm. I already solved that thing. You're going to want to blah, blah, blah. That's how you get past GitHub and blah, blah, whatever the thing might be, right? And you exactly. just see how quickly someone would sit there for a month trying to solve something, but because they feel urgency, they've got to solve it. Mm-hmm. And there's people around them that can help that they're going to go around and do it. And, and it was just so yeah. beautiful to watch that magic happen. And what you're doing is you're almost using it almost like a, a chat GPT powered uh, matchmaker um, for the yeah. needs and what's going on. Right. So you're saying, Hey, here's these people, here's what I'm looking for. And goes, Oh, here's these relevant skills. Exactly. From these people. You're going to want to talk to Bob from the sales department, something like that. Yeah. That's matchmaker cool. is nice. Yeah. Matchmaker is nice. Yeah, like, right um, <laughs> I, I, I was th- I was thinking about something super radical for the name, like uh, fuck roadblocks, because <laughs> oh, basically also also that's, good. That's yeah. what it is. You know, yeah. it's it's a roadblock because you don't have some really tiny amount of experience that matters so much in that situation. So you're just scratching your head. And if we think on a company level, let's say a company with a thousand people. If they use this, this like uh, niche experience matchmaker, yeah, how much money is gonna be saved across the company? Because let's say from forty hours of work, people get like extra ten hours because they're not sitting on challenges, scratching their head. And I mean, I'm absolutely just. I cannot wait for the time when this actually is being used. That's beautiful. It's, I mean, it's one of, humans are really, they've got two superpowers. My personal belief is we have two superpowers. One superpower is our ability to collaborate through space and time using technology. That's one of our our greatest abilities, right? Like right now, like me and you, if we actually wanted to get together without any technology, how would we do that, right? If we want me, me want to communicate with no technology whatsoever, mm, I need to hire a, a privateer. <laughs> yeah, I have to jump on some dude's back and he's got to shovel leg me all the way to go meet mm-hmm. you. It would, it would, it's damn near impossible, right? Click of a button, Flintstones. we're connected, we're running a podcast. These ideas are going to get disseminated across the globe. Great. Yeah. The second skill set is we're tool builders, right? It's one of the things that nothing else can do. It's we can yeah. build tools to solve problems. And we're like, oh, that's a, that's really hard. Uh, you know, how do I, how do I, you know, whatever I need a wheel to go roll this down yeah. a hill and bring groceries down or whatever the thing might be. But you combine what you're talking about right now is this, is this tool building and problem solving for collaborations. And you bring that together and it absolutely makes sense, especially in an organization where you're all trying to move together as one entity. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> so let me ask you in terms of this, like, where do you see, like, you're, you're looking at it going right now. Where do you see this chat GPT AI world going? What, what can you see six months or 12 months? How do you see the evolution of this, of this technology taking us? I see a ton of disruption. And uh, again, the divide will uh, happen. So, and, and it's like literally splitting the sea. Uh, we will see a lot of the working population in the world become less efficient and we'll see a lot of it becoming like super efficient. So basically like it's going to balance itself out over some time, but I do think that in terms of uh, delivering work in any industry, we're going to have some disruption like for the next year or like 18 months maybe because 
only, I, th I believe only a very small portion of the planet's population, maybe 0.001% has utilized this amazing new tool. I like literally the second coming of the internet to the extent that, you know, in 10 hours, they do like 30 hours of work. Then I guess maybe like another like 2% of the population sometimes use it, you know, like reformat this or tell me where to buy a new phone in Dubai. I want this model and I'm in this hotel. I don't want to go too far. Um, I see like maybe I need to bring in my philosophy of how to use uh, AI tools and ChatGPT in general. Because that philosophy I have shared with my own team, with the Galaxy Racer team, like everyone I meet basically that I talk about, that uh, AI, like ChatGPT, is not the magic wand, it's a tool. So if we take a timeline of like um, 100%, from 0 to 100, you are completing a task. The human factor is so freaking critical. Your knowledge, your creativity, your critical thinking which I think is the most important one if we talk about people using AI, critical thinking. So the first 10%, the input. What do you give the AI? And what I like to do a lot is priming. Uh, I build context. I just ask it to say, okay, <laughs> like I'm building context in this like container of context as a mm -hmm. one conversation. And only then I will request something. So that's like an important thing to do in the first 10%. Then the last 10% is validation and like redlining and iteration, basically like, I don't think you actually got what I meant. So you will ask it to regenerate some things. So in the middle is the 80% and that 80% usually is the grunt work. The thing that human beings, we actually shouldn't do, you know, so you have an idea and then you can validate the outcome. And that's basically how we should use our creativity and then you take the 80 percent in the middle and you bring it down to like another 10 percent so basically you can get 100 percent of work done in 30 percent of the time if you use the ai properly and still i i like it's gaining a lot of popularity but i see that at the same time like these guides on the internet like on linkedin youtube everywhere like how to use ChatGPT. I quickly watch them, like uh, skip through them and they're super, super basic. So I'm just wondering like how many people actually will use it to, let's say even like 50% of its abilities. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. What you're saying is the the potential to use the chat is huge, right? It's massive. Yeah. The issue is that uh, not everyone's using it efficiently. And what the efficient thing is to have the human do the critical thinking and the feedback. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can look at it and say, okay, context, I'm going to set up the game. These, uh, you just got to think through what it is, how do I want this to operate? And, and how do I set this up for success? Then you run the model. And then on the backside, it's not going to give you exactly what you want. So you need to work with it and give it feedback. What a lot of people do, it's kind of like, uh, it's very shallow. Hey, write me a book. And it just, uh, well, what kind of book? What do you want? Whatever they, they never go deep enough, right? Versus if yeah. you have someone that knows how to critically think, especially if like, let's say you you've built businesses, right? Uh, for example, imagine you took someone um, who was a physical fitness trainer, physical fitness yeah. trainer, and then you wanted him to open up an Unreal development studio, right? Mm -hmm. The questions that he would ask ChatGPT to build an Unreal development studio would be wildly different 
and my guess is much more shallow than you yep. opening up and asking ChatGPT how to do that and how deep you can go. And then you could flip that. You're right. If you, you try to open a personal training gym, right? And mm -hmm. what would you ask ChatGPT versus a, a fitness professional? Right. Yeah. So you still need depth of knowledge. You still need that expertise. You exactly. know, you still need the guidance. Yeah. So what can people do? You talked a bit about this, this framework of upfront setting, backside yes. feedback, right? What would be your recommendation for people uh, to, to, to set this up for success? How would they, like, how can they hone these skills to be able to feel like they, they can actually use more of the chat GPT muscle? Basically, there is something external that you can uh, study, practice uh, outside of this AI world, uh, which actually is a portion of uh, leadership skills, and that is delegation. So if you read books or uh, practice or try to become better at delegation, then actually that critical thinking for this AI process uh, it comes along with that. And what I mean by that is, um, let's say I hire a new junior, right? I ask them to do something that I have done a thousand times. I don't tell them just, you know, go that, go do that. Or let's say it's a grandmother and a grandson. The grandmother doesn't say like, go plant uh, these uh, strawberries in the yard. If, if, if she just says that, uh, there's going to be no strawberries. If the grandmother is very good at delegation, she will say, you can get the better shovel at the, that corner of the shed, uh, put the strawberries on the east side, but a bit further from the fence, because that's how the sun moves. Um, then you need to water it like three times per day on the first week and so on, so on. So when I delegate, I quickly play the whole process in my head. I identify where are the points uh, that are uh, risky, and then I give extra information for risk mitigation exactly yeah. for those risky points. And I th I believe like when I use ChatGPT, I talked to it like it was a human, but I um, I take into account that ChatGPT can know everything. Like it, it, it basically has like almost all the knowledge in the world, right? But it's, it really has like a dog brain in terms of how to apply which information to the th thought process. So I really, really need to walk it through that with good delegation. So I think that skill really helps with using AI. Yeah. What I loved about that, and just parroting back a bit of what you're saying, is you have to work with AI as if you're teaching it from the beginning, uh, like almost like an intern. And the whole yep. point of it is you want to walk it step through step of what you're trying to get it to do and describe each step. And if there's a risk mitigation where someone would normally zig when they should zag, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, for example, in boxing, uh, you're not supposed to blink when someone punches you in the face, right? The only thing is it's very natural to blink when people punch at your face. So you have to then train that skill set. So that's a, a risky area for, uh, for yeah. example. So you walk people through the framework of step-by-step step of the process. At this point, here's a situation you should be aware of. Now, when this happens, I want you to take this action. And then you can line yep. it up through the different steps. So it knows, oh, here's my pathway from A to B to Z. And yep. at these different points, these are the things I need to be aware of because this is kind of what I'm looking for. So imagine this is the, this is, uh, this is, this is a wrong answer and this is a right yep. answer. And that's what this looks like at each step of the journey. So it understands 
what you're looking for, what not to do and what to do. That kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, a bit of the frame. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, you know, when I started with ChatGPT, I used it like Google, mm -hmm. but I got very bad results. And I think, um, like, I'm, I'm trying to uh, preach AI to all the people around me. Like, I think my first circle around me are absolutely annoyed already. Like, I'm like AI here and there, and like, when someone opens their mouth and the first words are trying to come out to tell about something they need to do, then I'm like, ChatGPT. Like, <laughs> so people are probably annoyed by it, but I, I really do champion it. And um, what I explain to people is that uh, to get really, really good at it, you just need to use it. Mm. Like anything you need to do, just practice uh, treat it like a game I, like I, I like i have a, a 13 year old daughter and 11 year old daughter and a four year old boy for the girls i already tell them to use chat gpt for random things uh nora the older one she used it to organize a like an evening event for her class budget activities things that are needed everything so freaking cool and uh, if you kind of think about who is very good uh, in terms of using AI and who is not very good in terms of using AI. I think one of the pillars there is that how often does it click in your head when a task lands on your table that, ah, I can cut 80% of the time off of this task if I apply the right tools. Mm -hmm. And that's why people should just practice, practice, like get that uh, 20 bucks subscription. Uh, no, they're not paying me commission, but get the 20 bucks <laughs> subscription. Please show it as affiliate link right here. Martin Duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the plugins, amazing. Yeah. The web version, amazing. Yep. And there's a trick because you don't cannot use both of them at the same time. Just throw one plugin there that uh, can browse the web. And uh, that kind of helps you a lot with that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like people are like looking for like, What's the secret? Like, how do I cut the corners? And 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 part of it is, yeah, there's good frameworks to follow, like you're talking about context and the other ones. But then at the same time, it's just, you know, get into the gym and work out. Yeah. You know, you know, use it, use it as much as possible and find out where you need it and find out how you want to use it and and figure out at what point is it is it beneficial. I know one of my favorite things to do is if I have to send specific emails, but with different context, right? Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, here's the gist. And here's some of the bullet points, right? So I kind of write like a like a poorly worded kind of general email, yep. and then say, here's some unique bullet points. I say, this is kind of what I mean to say. Combine this with combine A with B. Now send, mm -hmm. right? And to me, that's one of my favorite use cases. Is is it's like a throw in just enough pieces in the pot to get your point across, and then letting it yeah. do the heavy lifting, you know? So, yeah, yeah, the grunt work. And you know, uh, I, I think you've come across it uh, as well, probably yeah. have, that there's a stigma around this. A what? A stigma? And, yeah, there, there's a stigma around this that, uh, yeah, like you didn't write the email, like, uh, yeah. I don't feel that there's a personal connection. But at the end of the day, what is the main question? In that email, is it what you probably would have written anyways? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like you, you validated, you click the send button. These are still your thoughts from that input. It's not just like write an email to Bob to ask him for a hundred K budget for this project. Yeah. 
and that, like the AI doesn't know who Bob is, he doesn't know what the project is, <laughs> and so on. Yeah, well, you know what makes me think about it is almost like this, and I, I here's like the correlation I have with it is I, I think about it is there's a stigma because it's new and it doesn't feel real because it's yeah. new, and if you look at uh, email marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Email marketing. You didn't write that a thousand times or 10,000 times or whatever, but it's going out to all these people, right? It's still you. It's just, it's just done at its scale, right? Or if you yep. look at like a, a Mr. Beast video is yep. like, I've never met him and I probably never will meet him, but I feel mm -hmm. like I like the guy and I want to know the yeah. guy, but it's not him. It's just digital Same. things on screen, right? But we're used to that because while we feel the internet is somewhat new, it's been around for several decades and video has been around for like at least a decade, right? Of this technology. Yep. And so because of that, it's kind of worked its way in the system where it's now much more socially acceptable to have feelings about influencers and their recorded videos, even though that's not really quote unquote, like a human to human yep. interaction. And I think it's going to happen I with mean, ChatGPT at some point where it's like, oh man, I love Martin's ChatGPT in style. His stuff is always the best, right? And there's going to be mm. like combined kind of influencers that use these together to where you're going to, it's going to be, okay, it's going to be a part of the culture. We're just not there yet, I think. Uh, I love that you can share the chats now. Oh, you can it's share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that little share feature like, inside of there. Yeah, I've, I've shared a few for, to my team to show them my process of how I think, how I use ChatGPT. And again, like the main thing is one conversation in ChatGPT is an isolated container of context. Like if you keep that in mind, think about like literally visualize a cylinder where like you put the foundation there, uh, you, you build the context. And you know what I really love? Uh, chat with PDF plugin. Oh my Lord. You know, I use like three, four different uh, conversations to build a Confluence space. Uh -huh. uh, Confluence is like Wikipedia for uh -huh. uh, who was not familiar. And uh, let's say there's like 40 to 60 pages, right? Then I export from Confluence as PDF. I open a new conversation and I can give all that context with one message because it has chat with PDF uh, uh, turned on for this conversation and then like craftful. And then maybe there's an AI for that. And then I ask it uh, like, okay, look at all these 60 pages in the PDF. This is my project. What other AI tools could I use? Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, now, now here's what we're talking about. Now, this is a really interesting space. And we're going to talk this a little bit of what's kind of AGI versus AI. AI yeah. is usually AI can do one thing, right? You know, this is like AI is specifically yeah. good at one thing, whether it's uh, turning words into, or images into text or grammar or whatever. It usually does one thing. Yeah. But what's cool about the plugins is that now you're having several AIs being able to kind of work together in synergy, which kind of starts mm. to tippy toe into the whole artificial yeah. general intelligence. Now you start talking about these stacks, and I think the stacks is where these these magic tools are going to be at, right? You you've mentioned a couple here. I know I, I checked out your your uh, LinkedIn post, which was really cool. Let's talk about just a couple of our of our favorite stacks, all right? And I'd love to get some from you. I'll share some on my side. But you just talked about okay, Craftful. Can you explain Craftful a little bit? I kind of get the idea. There's an AI for that. I'm pretty sure I understand by the name. But you can just talk them through and how they synergize together. Yep, uh, Craftful is basically like. Um... Let's say you're st uh, starting a startup and you're looking for mentors. 
Kratwell is the best mentor. It understands product design, it understands uh, different industries, uh, segments, target audiences, so on. So let's say you're putting together a pitch deck. So you're going to use uh, Kratwell, you're going to use uh, something, something uh, flowchart, and maybe you're also going to use the mid journey higher resolution, uh, like uh, the realistic images uh, prompt uh, plugin, which is also, it's called photorealistic in ChatGPT. Mm. Uh, plugins and basically with that you put in your pitch like slides the text and everything and then you ask craftful to redo it to rewrite it like and also explain to you that's really really important like if it makes changes in any of the slides that you have put there explain why and Craftful can explain why. It can explain like, okay, in this industry, there was a drop during that time because something else happened and so on. So you get so much insight. And let's say you go in front of the investors with that pitch deck later, you can answer every question of theirs so much better. And you know what investors usually look for is uh, red flags. Investors mm. are not looking for a reason to invest. They're always looking for a reason not to invest. So one red flag, they're out usually and if you go there with that kind of like uh wisdom ammunition uh you're gonna be in such a better spot just because you had a nice conversation with artificial intelligence and um let me see i'm gonna open a new chat and see like what plugins i yeah, yeah. Uh, open use. up while you're doing that i'm gonna talk a little bit about that while you pull up that data uh, yep. One thing that also that you can do as well in terms of anybody that's looking to raise investments or anybody else that wants to have, because when people buy, they buy for two reasons, right? They they emotionally buy and they want logic to justify why they want the thing, right? So if you yep. if you have the product coach go through and update your slide deck, one of the things you can also ask is say, hey, I want you to organize this information, um, but I also want you to find uh, stats or data points to support this and then link back those stats and datas. And so what it can yep. do is it search the internet and let's just say that you say the TAM, the total addressable market of a product, let's just say dog food, um, you know, X about 300 million, you know, Americans or whatever use it, then it can cite those stats. So now you're backing up the, the emotional piece of, you know, you know, the personal story of why you're in the dog food business along Reach. with the stats and the facts to logically support it. So that when people try to call you out on your, on your, on your bullshit, I'll let you say, yeah. oh, no, we actually have a stat. Here's, here's all of my supporting stats to back that up. You can link you put that the extra the slides in the end for the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boop, got it, right? And he goes, oh, wow, you're really well thought out. And so um, yeah. did you get a chance to look that up? Yeah. Um, so a few of the plugins I use, one is there's an AI for that, which mm -hmm. basically finds the right AI for your use case. And, you know, there's like... Uh, 50 new AI tools every single day, like 30 to 50. I think there's like 3000 now on gpte.ai, which lists all of the AI tools. It's absolutely crazy. How are you gonna navigate that? And you use this plugin and it gives you like the five best ones and explains the pros and cons and everything. Uh, because I'm in the game industry, I use a plugin called GameBase. So basically get any game info database uh, on the latest gaming information. Uh, like absolutely amazing for me. I've done so much research with this that would have taken me like 10 times uh, longer. Asker PDF is my favorite uh, plugin for sure because uh, any document I have uh, and you know, we're working on a game called Contenders Arena. So it's like Quake meets uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Robots in the future parkouring on an arena and fighting. 
and um, we have like over 300 pages of documentation. I can export any part of this uh, as a PDF and give it to ask your PDF and uh, then put other plugins in like GameBase, for example. I use those in combination and I get uh, case studies, benchmarks, insights, comparisons, uh, tags to use on Steam, everything. Um, then I use photorealistic, so it generates photorealistic prompts for mid-journey based on what you're asking for. Uh, then I use Craftful that we talked about. Uh, I use competitor PPC ads, so discover your competitor's best pay-per-click ads by entering their website address. It's so powerful, uh, like I literally will faint soon if these keep on uh, being added to ZGPT. Now, the next thing that I want to jump into, but, you know, feels a bit overwhelming is Zapier. I haven't used Zapier, but oh, I yeah. see it as it has a GPT-4 plugin now. And I really think if I take the time, like dive into Zapier, take like 20 hours, set up Zaps around the workflows and processes I use every day, and then I hook it up in uh, GPT-4 chat, I think I'm going to feel like there's 10 of me. I, I can put my feet on the table. I can watch the next Netflix show or the last Age of Empires tournament, and it just gets done. Yeah. Um, one of the things with Zapier is, so Zapier is amazing. And, and anybody that doesn't know, um, Zapier is a, it's an it's an API portal. Um, essentially, you can create automations by connecting one thing to another thing. So, if I upload this document to Google Drive, then automatically grab a spreadsheet from my uh, docs and then email it through my email account or whatever it might be. So, there's a lot of different automation tools, and it's basically uh, um, portals to many different abilities to 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 do things. Now, I know originally. With Zapier, when it first came out, there's only so many things you could do with ChatGPT because they only had so many of the different APIs uh, plugged into. Yep. Um, but one of my favorite things to do with uh, uh, with the plugins is to turn the plugin on and then ask mm -hmm. ChatGPT, what are all the things I can do with the plugin? And so yeah. when I do that, then it starts to list out. Um, you know, Before it was merely hooking up one thing and I'm looking at it now, it's like, I can copy a worksheet. I can I can do a, a spreadsheet row, a spreadsheet column. I can create a worksheet. I can update a row. I can do multiple spreadsheets. I can find a worksheet. So these are can some of the things. Saps? That, huh? Can it create SAPs? Like uh, SAPs are the automations uh, on Zapier. Can yeah. ChatGPT do those if it's plugged in? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it can create Zap because, again, it, it, this thing's moving pretty quickly as a thing. I know inside yeah. of here, um, there's automations. It says, please note that these are direct actions and not zaps. You can preview zaps using these actions. So you can't okay. create the zaps. Not, not yet. Yet. Not, yeah, not I, yet. I, I, I love the word yet. Uh, <laughs> and you know, uh, there's a uh, one, um, I need to ask, uh, chat GPT now something. Um, I'm asking it, when is Microsoft Office 365 Copilot getting released? Because I mean, that's going to change my life. That's something I'm really, really looking forward to. I talked to a few friends in Microsoft, asked them if I could get some type of early access uh, into some beta or anything. Uh, like I'm craving for this. I'm, I'm thinking about the Microsoft 360 Copilot when I go to sleep. 
<laughs> All right, let me ask you this. Uh, why? What, what about the 360 Copilot is the thing that you're like, oh, I'm going to lean in. This is the first thing I'm going to do with it. I work so much with uh, Excel, Word, and PowerPoint. And it, it, with the combination of those that, you know, I have a video production background, right? Mm -hmm. One of my happiest days was when you can do a direct link from uh, Premiere to After Effects, uh, like dynamic link. Yeah. That was beautiful. Like, uh, I felt like uh, there's uh, nothing else to do now anymore. Like, uh, my workflow is going to get so much faster. And I feel like this is going to be the same. Yes. Uh, what that reminded me of is back in the day, um, I used to stitch together a whole bunch of 360 videos um, for 360 camera work. Because uh, we did a whole bunch of like shoots and things yeah. in, the, in the VR space. And you literally have like an array. So you had like, say, yeah. 10 cameras. And you'd have to stitch together, which means you'd have to find where the points connect. And you manly go, yeah. okay, in this camera, the bottom left corner, this is where this tree branch is. And the bottom right corner of this other camera is where this tree branch is. And they're the same point. And yeah, you, you put one on like 50% opacity and see what it is. Yeah, yeah. And you started to stitch these things together. And it was just like, and if you did it right, it blended it beautifully. And then automation and AI came out where all of a sudden you just hit boop and it just stitched everything together. I was like, oh man. And it was amazing because it just freed up everything. So when you're talking about that, that's the first thing that entered my head because of how much time I spent. And then all of a sudden, you know, the other people, the new people that are now going to get into the space, whether it's with 360 or After Effects and Premiere, they're never going to experience that problem because it's just, it's just yeah. solved for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I started from like uh, Photoshop 7.0 uh, with the Adobe Suite, uh, like I don't know how many years ago. And now the latest addition to Premiere that I really like is uh, auto cutting. So I have like a long clip and it understands where to do the cuts. It It's going to do the cuts where I would do them. So, you know, editing raw material is my least favorite part, like having two hours of uh, footage and I need to make like a 15 minute video. So yes, I'm like shortcut master in all of those, but still. Yeah, well, a game changer, and I, this is an old AI, but man, if people aren't using this, they have to use this. If you make videos and you're, and it's anything involving words, Descript, Descript, Descript. there is, it is one of the greatest technologies that come out in terms of being able to like copy, edit, slice together videos. Now with podcasts, this is just long form. I'm just going to take it, put it together, slam it out the door, be good to go. But if you're trying to cut something down and be have it be super tight, the, the turning video editing into a text word document, and all you need to do is edit the word document and it updates the video. It was just, there's the, one of the things I'm super excited about here is it's so funny. I had a conversation. I had a, I had a presentation where I had to give it to this university. I had to give this big, this, this talk where I got interviewed fireside chat on all the ways that you use AI and all this fun stuff. I had some guy come up to me um, and, and uh, who should remain nameless. And he was a bit of an older gentleman. And he was just like, he's like, I think, I think this big chat GPT thing's a scam. I don't think it's really, I don't really think it's valuable. I don't think anybody, I don't think it's, it's going to do anything. I think it's just hype. I think it's all just hype. And I was like, okay. And I was like, he's like, me and my friends, we went to Stanford and we tried to do this back in the day and it was impossible, impossible. I was like, okay. I'm like, have you used it? And he goes, no, no, I just see it online. I'm just, I just don't think it's going to be a thing. I was like, okay. Okay. 
well, um, maybe try it out. And I think what happens is there's a point where people have this uh, information experience bias where yeah. they've tried it out. Maybe they went in and they, and they told ChatGPT to do something and it didn't do what they want. And it's like gimmick, right? At some point, there are people are going to quit on this pathway of, of, of doing this stuff uh, because they're looking for a reason not to invest into it because one, it feels good to not be fooled, fooled by the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. And, and to me, it's like, how do you explain to people, right? It, it separate between the hype of AI and chat GPT and the real value, like the nuts and bolts, valuable things of AI. And, and how do you, how do you separate that chasm for people? I mean, for me, it's only like show by example. That, that, like that's why I made a LinkedIn post, for example. And I, mm. I want to start making more of those. For that guy, like, or when someone like uh, uses it and then says, okay, this doesn't work. It's the same, like uh, first time ever, you're gonna take a hammer and a nail and you miss the hit with a hammer. And then you're like, this shit doesn't work. You throw away <laughs> the hammer. <laughs> You know, you, you gotta actually use it. And for me, like uh, what I do uh, is uh, when someone is like even kinda interested in, okay, what can this do? Then I open it on my phone and I tell them to talk about like the last bigger challenge they had, like something they needed to figure out or solve. And yeah. we do it there. And in five minutes, they're sold. They're like, oh my Lord. Uh, my mother-in-law, um, a director in a school, uh, what's it called? Principal, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah, principal here. Uh, and also math teacher. And with eighth or ninth grade, she had a lot of trouble with uh, teaching them the sinus and cosinus and all those uh, curves, right? And then I was like, okay, I'll help you. Then we, I threw it into ChatGPT, like how to make this more interesting got eight ideas how to teach this on like a gamified and fun level and her mind was blown like absolutely and how else do you get to that result in like 30 seconds it's just not possible there's no other technology that's as quick in terms of like little 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 effort in big effort out and i and i think you're right it has to be what's your problem let's solve it together and then yeah. and then run them through it and they go oh Okay, now it's the now you have just this creativity gap from them seeing it to them being able to execute it on their own, right? Where you kind of show yeah. them some pathways, and then now it's their job to model it. I know that we did some, we did a little bit of work together where we just kind of worked together and said, okay, and we said, okay, we, we have some ways that we currently use it at, at my studio and ran you through a bunch of different models and showed you a bunch of different, different yeah. possibilities of like, hey, here's the way we solve certain problems, whether it's with the code side or any of the other bells and whistles and technologies that we had along the way. And what I thought was amazing is that you like you, you disappeared for a little while, right? Just a, mm -hmm. little, a little while too, not long. And you popped up, you're like, I made a thing. And I was like, Oh, I yeah. love that, dude. You ran, you sprinted. I, I'm going to send you a PDF. Uh, I already have uh, wireframes for 19 different screens to make this uh, HR gamified uh, platform. Awesome. And they're going to get arted next week. And then I'm going to look someone uh, on Fiverr or freelancer.org that can turn this into a website. And I'm only looking for people who are doing AI assisted development 
because I know then I will get a better quality product as well because the human error isn't there. By the way, I love what you just said. And I think it's going to put chills down the spines of people that aren't using it. And I think what you're, what you're saying right there, and it's one of the first times I think I've ever heard anybody say it, is you're only looking for people that are using AI tools inside yep. of your business because you know it's going to be a better quality output. And I right. and I think there's so many people that's like, oh, well, I, I use it. But if all of a sudden it goes, I'm I'm AI exclusive. I only work with these people. That's going to drive so many people to go, oh, I got to figure this thing out. Yes. Oh, I mean, everyone needs to figure this out. Like how the hell are people going to meet productivity standards of 2030 mm -hmm. if they don't utilize any artificial intelligence? It's just like... It's like you want to get a job these days and you don't use the internet, you don't have a smartphone, you don't understand technology. We cannot send you hunting for mammoths with a club. Like the, the, there aren't jobs like that anymore, you know? Yeah, 100%. You can't. And let's, let's flip it. Let's just say, what if you are... Because I also get this question. I get this. I've, I've, I field several calls of this like a week. I'm young. I'm hungry. I love AI, but I want to get into the AI space. What do I do? Right? Start. It's, it's, it's a tool, you know? Yeah. Like, let's say, like, uh, you want to be uh, part of a philharmonic uh, orchestra, right? Mm. If you ask me what to do, what like the obvious thing is, you know, pick an instrument, start practicing, mm. like get get like really good at uh, GPT-4 with the plugins, get really, really good with Midjourney and then getting stuff out of Midjourney and actually making them work. Maybe you're really freaking good with uh, Photoshop and Illustrator, right? You know, you can get five times more work done in a month without crunch, without overtime. If you really utilize those tools, if you're in interior design, uh, reimagine my home.ai. It doesn't mean that the AI is going to do the interior design, but it means that if you take a picture of someone's home that wants to redesign it, you throw it into that AI and you ask for, okay, I want Scandinavian, I want um, gray, cyan, and orange colors. And then you add some more description that uh, put less furniture than it's on the default image and maybe add a chandelier or something. And then you go through like 20 generations that it does. And you're like, oh, okay, I get my mood board from here. Oh, wait, I think I just saved 20 hours. So it's not like AI is going to replace people, but it's just going to make you so much faster at what you do, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter what industry it is. It doesn't matter that everyone needs to jump into like AI development or whatnot. Whatever you do, stick to it. Mm -hmm. Just enhance yourself with artificial intelligence. Yeah, I dig it. What it reminds me of is going back to my old hackathon days of like high technology. And a lot of, we, a lot of it was high end, it varied. Sometimes we did AI, but a lot of it was virtual reality, augmented reality. But it's that portfolio of work. What have you done? Yeah. Here's a portfolio of work. And so someone goes, well, what have you done with AI? And if you are uh, an artist, 
you're like, well, this is this is what I use to enhance it with uh, Photoshop AI. This is what I use to use Blender AI. This is what I use to do this one. And and this is part of my my daily vlog, daily. I'm a I'm gonna code daily using AI. And what you're talking about is just build that portfolio of work using yeah. the AI and just get that same stuff you normally do just out faster and just show people this is what I've done. Yeah. Two two things I want to say. Sure. One is that uh, in the game industry there are things called game gems which basically is a hackathon for games. 72 hours, small team, get a prototype of a game, right? Yeah. If you apply for a job, it should have at least two game gems on your CV. It, it just, it's so freaking important. Second thing, another example, Blender, uh, 3D software, like yeah. making 3D models and everything. Our, our art director had a situation where he needed to take like 240 pieces of a robot, all armor pieces, springs, hydraulics, everything, and lay them down on a grid. And then he was thinking, because he's into AI as well, that how can I reverse engineer this? And that moment is so important that you take a step back and you think, how can I apply AI to this? And he was able to export the coordinates, put it to ChatGPT, and get new coordinates. So all of those pieces were laid out on a grid. Oh. Manually, it would have taken four or five hours. And then it took him like three minutes. So he so so originally he said, Hey, here's a list of my current um items. And then here's a list yeah. of the current coordinates. I want yes. all of these random coordinates for each of these elements to say yeah. be laid across a 2D grid so yes. I can lay out all my armor pieces. So I with can that see. type of padding. Yeah, with, 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 with certain with padding one, from each other. With a margin of an inch on each side or something. Yes. Right. Well, you're, and then it said, okay, cool. This is what it is. And then this yeah. is the output. And it started to kick those things out. That is when you put it in, he ran it, done. And that's amazing. You know, like that. that's how you really feel that you are moving one step forward, one step forward to becoming, let's say, in the top 1% of artificial intelligence utilizers in the world is like, what is the ratio of tasks you do manually and tasks you do as AI assisted? The more you practice, the more the ratio is going to change to AI assisted. Yeah. And let's say if it's 90%, I really feel that you you will feel there's like five of you. And that's an amazing fe feeling because we love to be productive, right? Yeah. We get this dopamine rushes from getting shit done. And me, since November, neck deep in AI, I mean, I can sell some of my dopamine soon. I just have so much of it. I'm having yeah. so much fun. I cannot put it into words. Yeah. It feels good, man. You know what it feels like? Um... It feels like it feels like I'm running through a, a World of Warcraft dungeon being power leveled by like a level yep. 60, right? Boosted. And I'm level 20. And they're just I'm going up to this monster and I go to slay it and he just goes wham and takes it out. And I'm just like, oh, keep going. Right. And so it's it's Amen. being power leveled by AI, which makes the productivity feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Like okay, who so, wants to do grunt work, you know? Yeah. So for you, what's uh what's this holy grail for you? What is the big um, goal that you have at the end of this? Is there, is, what do you hope to accomplish by integrating AI into your, into your life, into your business, into everything? I want to set new trends. Uh, the main place I want to use AI is GameCan. 
our game mm. development company, we're yeah. growing so freaking fast. Like uh, this week, there's like eight new people. So we're closing in on like 60 people soon. And they're all amazing human beings. Uh, like some, I have like, let's say these 10 commandments in game can, like one is uh, no politics, no bullshit, no agendas, we make games. Other one is zero tolerance and toxic behavior. So by default, we have nice people, zero drama, even with a team this big. So that side is kind of solved, right? Uh, yeah. From the technical part, we hit our milestones, we hit our standards, but I would like us to be like Naruto level uh, in terms of like getting games done and amazing ones. So one of the reasons I am deep diving into AI is that once I have kind of experienced enough i will start doing like weekly workshops for my teams i will start helping them out and then my holy grail is like once we have let's say 100 150 people that it will feel like we have 500 and we are going to set new trends how to make games with uh, ai assisted methods so people wouldn't need to do overtime or crunch like crunch is the number one issue in the game industry. Yeah. And we already in game can right now, we have very little overtime, like uh, maybe 1% of what you would see usually in a studio. Uh, if I see someone in the office, like 530, I'm like, man, you, you gotta go. And to help them enhance themselves. So everyone feels like they are a superhero that fulfilling feeling for them uh i want to see them smile so wide that they can taste their ears <laughs> i've never heard that saying but i'm absolutely going to use it that's so beautiful i want people to smile so wide they can taste the ears i love this uh okay so then martin with that being said is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you Good question. I mean, on LinkedIn, it's easiest to find me. And yeah, if people want to do something together, like uh, I'm always up to it. Yeah. Like again, like I have so many business ideas all the time. Uh, the last uh, two businesses I founded, I just hired a CEO and I'm doing like vision check with them like once a week uh, for one hour. And uh, that's, I think, oh, it's going to go for me because game can... It's my true love besides my family. I will stay in GameCan for a long time, but I want to do this side things. Like this HR platform, it's going to be within GameCan, so that's nice. Mm -hmm. But I have a lot of ideas, and uh, I think I have like a good amount of business development experience as well, so I can I can be very resourceful. And uh, yeah, if, if something that I spoke about uh, sparked interest, of course, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'll always reply. And then, and how do they find you on LinkedIn? What do they do? Uh, just, just my name, Martin Bolo. All right, you got it. All right, you, you've you've heard from the man here, Martin. Thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate you being on the show. It's an honor and a pleasure. And I'll see you on the other side. Thanks. It was such a lovely chat. My pleasure. Take care now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Chat GPT for Me podcast. Do you want to use the regular Chat GPT, but it's currently maxed out? You can try our custom-built GPT-powered chatbot for free by going to the website chatgptforme.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the other side.